just before we get into the word, I have a beautiful couple of one-liner story uh, just to make you laugh. And uh, it goes on like this. Some minds are like concrete, thoroughly mixed up and permanently set. The good Lord didn't create anything without a purpose, but mosquitoes come closer. I wish mosquitoes suck fat instead of blood. Anybody can echo to that? <laughs> this is a good one. The recent study shows the woman who carried extra weight lived longer than the men who mentioned it. <laughs> All the married men take the little piece of advice. Anyway, lift up your Bible and say this after me. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Influence me this morning. Influence me this morning. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will speak to us, Lord. We need to hear your voice. We are not here just to tick a box called Sunday box that we say, yes, I went to church. I did my thing. Father, we are not doing the church. We are called to be the church. And I pray that you will speak through your son, and I pray that you will uh, have your freedom to move in this place. Thank you, Father. It's a beautiful time this morning to worship you and to have an amazing time of seeing your presence. And I pray that you will continue to lead us, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Um, what we're going to do this morning is we're going to uh, jump a few scriptures from the Old Testament to New Testament. But um, uh, this morning I want to talk a little bit about... Uh, the topic that we hardly talk about is seeking God in details. Seeking God in details. And I want to give you a, a couple of uh, chapters from the Old Testament and then we will jump into a parable that Jesus was talking in New Testament. We, but we'll come to that later. But I want you to turn your Bible to the book of Joshua, chapter 10. And then we will go to chapter 9. And, uh, and then we'll jump into Matthew, okay? So just to give you an idea of where we are uh, going for the next half an hour or so. So Joshua 10, it's one of the most stunning chapters of God's supernatural intervention over the people of Israel. And Joshua chapter 10, many scholars uh, might even agree with what I say. Joshua chapter 10 is one of the most bloodiest chapters in, in the Old Testament. And if you look at this Joshua that God raised him after Moses, because Moses could not take the children of Israel into the promised land. So Joshua was the one who took them into the promised land. And when he took them inside the promised land, the manna stopped. So they have to till the ground and they have to produce for themselves to eat and to survive and to, and to multiply. So... In the midst of all this, God was saying to Joshua, I'm going to give you this piece of land, this piece of land, but you're going to take it little by little, everything. And he was actually in the middle of a, a conquest of taking lands for his people according to the promise that God gave to Abraham and it's fulfilling it by his promise. Now, when you come to Joshua chapter 10, if you read just chapter 10, you might be thinking, 
my god this old testament god is scary and and i can't even relate to him but you have to see the context of everything what we are reading it then it will give some understanding so i want you to turn your bible to joshua chapter 10 verse 12 and 13 on the day mm-hmm. the lord gave the amorites uh-huh. over to israel uh-huh. joshua said to the lord uh-huh. in the presence of israel yes oh sun mm-hmm. stand still over gibeon uh-huh. oh moon over the valley of ajalon mm-hmm. so the sun stood still mm-hmm. and the moon stopped Uh-huh. till the nation avenged itself on its enemies isn't it amazing here you see one of the most miraculous supernatural most evident awesome hand of god visible over human lives it's so beautiful that joshua can partnership with god and look at the sun i don't know you looked at the sun and say stand still i mean vellurians we don't say sun stand still we say sun please go you know so it's it doesn't make sense if somebody like in vellur would say sun please stand still so but even though just look at it sun stand still and the moon stand there and the sun stood still and the moon stopped till the people had revenge upon the enemies there is something about co-creating with god there is something about collaborating with god there is something about bringing the supernatural and the natural working together here was a supernatural god working with the natural man to bring something that never happened before and it has never happened and the bible says the sun stood still and it's it's written here it's not written in the book of jasher it's it's one of the hebrew books so that sun stood still in the midst of heaven and did not hasten to go down for about a whole day and there was no day like that before it all or after it and the lord heeded the voice of a man for the lord fought for israel i want you to pay attention to this it's very very interesting so here there was a guy who can co-create with god and god could listen and agree with this in the midst of the man's chaotic choices and i want to emphasize this why because this entire chapter is totally avoidable this whole incident is totally avoidable if joshua would have applied one gift of the holy spirit which was given to us as the believers and it is given to the old testament also because the spirit of god was upon people in the old new testament the spirit of god was not just upon people it dwells in us and what is that one gift of the holy spirit it's called the spirit of discernment and that's why i said if you read just this you will be wondering like why the sun has to stand still why the moon has to stop why god has to work with the man why god has to fight for israel because in joshua chapter 9 there's a story that happens called gibeonites that's why it says sun stand still over gibeonites and here my bible says in new king james version it says treaty with gibeonites and who are gibeonites gibeonites are not far away land people they lived closer to the people of israel but when they heard the stories of these two great pagan kings i and bashan the og of i and uh, there is another guy called bashan those two big guys 
you know these two big kings were defeated these gibeonites got so scared and they don't know what to do so what they did was they made a crafty idea and the crafty idea is if you read uh, joshua chapter 9 verse 3 it says they took sacks on their donkeys old wine skins torn and mended and patched sandals on their feet old garments on themselves on all the bread of their provision was dry and moldy and they go and they pretend to joshua and say we came from far away and those days no gps no tracking system no finding out if i ask someone i remember first time meeting uh, kranti i was 5 years ago right and i asked him where he from he said a name kammam and i don't know where it is but then you google it it just tells you google earth tells you how the earth looks like how the kamam looks like and in in joshua's time those those technology was not there so when he came these people when they came and surrendered the pope proof of they come from a long country from a far country was these are the things and look at this uh, verse 9 so they said to him from a far far country your servants have come because of the name of the lord your god we have heard of his fame and all that he did in egypt and all that he did to those two kings of amorites beyond the jordan to shion king of heshbon and og king of bashan who was the inhabitants of a country spoke to us saying take provisions with you for the journey to meet them and say to them we are your servants now therefore make a covenant with us the bread of ours we took hot for our provision from our houses on the day we departed to come to you but now look it is just dry and moldy verse 13 these wine skins were filled with new see now they are torn and our garments and our sandals have been become old because of a very long journey verse 14 the men of israel mm-hmm. sampled their provisions mm-hmm. but did not inquire of the lord this is this is where we fail as christians we take our human understanding our human compassion as something that as as equal to god's mind and that's what these people did look what they did they failed in other translation says they did not ask the counsel of the lord so what happens they looked at it oh yeah that's right these people have messed up these guys have really uh, they look at it everything you know tamil says veluthadalla paal kadayadu which means everything that is white does not mean it is milk so so we have that mindset these people had that mindset and they looked at it and they said man everything looks perfectly true so what they did instead of going to the lord and asking him for details they got into a covenant now if you know this then what's happening in chapter 10 is a big light bulb will go on your head what's happening in chapter 10 these gibeonites went back and suddenly the other kings there were five kings we don't have time to read about this please do yourself a favor read all this chapter 9 and 10 at one sitting you will understand the context of them just giving you a context so that uh, you will understand where we are getting there so i'm just still on the backdrop of painting picture so gibeonites did not ask the lord that's the number one they did not seek him in details is this true 
they did not apply the spirit of discernment they did not uh, go and say god is this true good to be true if it is really true confirm it they had the ark of the covenant there they could have checked out with 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 the lord but they failed all these things they took human compassion and they vouched and they made a covenant with this gibeonites now gibeonites go back the other kings got so mad at these guys now these guys Uh, wants to come and take over gibeonites now gibeonites are saying you know what come up verse 4 of chapter 10 come up and help me <laughs> yes. attack gibeon yes. he said because it has made peace with joshua and the israelites okay then now 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 look at verse 6 the gibeonites uh-huh. then sent word to joshua uh-huh. in the camp at gilgal uh-huh. do not abandon your servants come up to us quickly and save us help us because all the amorite kings from the hill country have joined forces against us wow so now joshua has to respond because joshua took a covenant to protect them now these people are in a tremendous uh, mess in a situation that the kings are going to come and take their lives out now gibeonites called out for joshua and joshua is now about to go on fight and the rest of the chapter is what you will read the fights between Joshua and the five kings and how Gibeonites were protected and this is where Joshua says you know what the sun stands still on Gibeon so i want to, i want to tie this up okay now we will come to this important uh, principle that we need to apply in our lives as we will come to this is how are we paying attention to the details in our lives many times we seek god in the big picture we seek god in the big picture in vaivam we used to say this if god says to you go to china did you ask him ask him when we should go to china it does not mean tomorrow so sometimes what we do is i have seen this in the missions field for the last I don't know for the 22 years I am admissions field and I have seen one of the most basic blunder the children of God do that they hear God they hear the big picture but they never ask him or stop to ask him God what is the next step in terms of details and when you don't ask for details what happens is you miss the timing of God and you actually go ahead of god and you face consequences or you just fall short behind god and then you miss the privilege the opportunity that he has kept for co-creating with you and that's why it's so important that we as his children we need to ask god in details and if you have not asked god in details it is a wonderful principle that we can learn this morning how we can seek god in details and i remember reading this uh, uh, story about uh, um, joy dozen i don't know whether you heard about joy dozen joy dozen was one of the earliest founding members of vivam and she worked with the founders lauren and dar and she actually helped vivam uh, to come up uh, with a core value called intercession and it's one of the values of interest vivam was intercession seeking god in details and uh, and i don't know whether you read any of her books and one of her books she says uh, can't remember which one she says uh, 
I seek the Lord in every area of my life, including what shirt I should wear, what skirt I should wear. And I don't do that, but, but one of the principles it's so important to seek, including God in every area of your life. And practically speaking, uh, many of you know, 2016, September 22nd, I had a chest pain when we were uh, taking a little vacation in, in, in Chennai. And uh, I got rushed into the hospital and I was in the bed and they checked out everything and they said, I'm on the borderline, my fat level, my sugar, she, everything was gone up and I'm on the borderline. And I remember the Holy Spirit said very clearly, stop eating what you're eating and do a radical change. And that's been the transformation in my life uh, that I could lo lose more than 31 kilos and uh, walk in a healthy lifestyle. But why I'm telling you this, and this is what the Holy Spirit said during this process. And I said, God, how did I blow it up to come to this level where I have two kids and a wife and I was so a bad steward of the temple of the Holy Spirit. And this is what the, the Lord said to me very clearly. Charles, I know you pray before you eat, but I have never heard you praying, should I eat this? And that was a big light that went on. And I remember praying for everything. I would sit in front of a you know, triple cheese burger in in and out in America with you know extra fries, with animal fries, with meat melted cheese. And then I would sit here with biryani, with chicken 65. Then I would eat all those idlis and head curry, goat curry. You know, all those things, it's, 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 it's yummy. But I never stopped and asked the Lord, can I eat this? And I prayed. I prayed in tongues. I prayed in Tamil. I prayed elaborately in English. I prayed in, even in Spanish. But I never prayed, should I eat, Lord, this food? And that's the same thing we do. These children of Israel, they failed to ask the Lord, God, these Gibeonites are coming. They have old clothes, old backpacks, old wineskins. Their bread looks very moldy. Their shoes are all torn. Is this true, Lord? Imagine if they would have said, if they would have said to the Lord, is this true? God would have said, no, they are making actually yet yes, a scheme. And this whole 10th chapter would be different, actually. And that's the thing. In the midst of this chaos, that's what the Lord, I'm getting there. And you're thinking, Charles, what's your point? This is my point. In the midst of all this chaos, still God fought with Joshua and gave deliverance. In the midst of my own mess, that I blew up my health in such a way that I was not a good steward, still God worked with me to restore me into the original design. That is exactly what God wants to do. Seeking Him in details is not just for the big matters, it's for everyday matters. And I tell you guys, it's so much fun to seek Him in details. It's so much fun. It's not like he's restraining you. You know, sometimes we feel like, oh, I got the big picture. I will do it. Otherwise, if I seek him, he's not going to allow me to do that. No, it's, it's like John Bunyan. I think it was the guy who wrote Pilgrim's Progress. And he said this, I just want to find out what God is doing and join him. And that's exactly what we are about to do, you know, just to figure out what God is doing. God, are you in this? You know, are you, what's, what's your original design? And if he gives you a big picture, go him and go to him and ask him, Lord, how do I deal with these things? You know, there are at least minimum of 20 or 30 chapters dedicated for the detailed explanation of the tabernacle. 
the house of the lord the amount of how to make how to you know which part of the tabernacle has to be made with gold and which one has to be made with silver which one has to be made with bronze and what are the measurements even the seats the staircases even the ceiling walls the decorations and if you look if you read it's quite you know it's intense and boring to be honest but god pays attention and is interested included that you include him in details amen amen now how do we do this turn with me to matthew this is very interesting matthew this is another parable jesus says now we jump into the new testament and in the new testament jesus gives a beautiful beautiful parable and he he goes on and says chapter 7 verse 24 therefore whoever hears the sayings of mine that's the big picture and okay. does them does them i will liken him uh-huh. to a wise man yes. who built his house on the rock on the rock let's stop there the house on the rock remember god wants to build his kingdom through you do you know that god is not interested to build his kingdom through an institution do you know that god is not interested to build his kingdom through an organization organizations doesn't carry the anointing you carry the anointing do you know that buildings don't carry the anointing you carry the anointing so here god was god said to peter actually son simon son of jonah upon you i will build the church simon means the one who here son of jonah jonah means dove dove represents holy spirit so if you listen to the holy spirit Simon I will build my church upon you and you will be called the rock Christ can you imagine and this is what he is doing he is building his church on his body the church that's you and me and he will be like a wise man who has built his house on the rock mm-hmm. and the rain descended uh-huh. the floods came mm-hmm. and the winds blew uh-huh. and beat on that house and it did not fall this for is, it was founded on the rock listen this is so beautiful three things it says rain fell down floods came and the winds blew so now you look at this these three i mean this parable is repeated in other gospels also but only matthew gives such a detail to it and these three talks very detailedly about how we should include god in every area of our lives what is the first one rain descended what happens when it rains first it falls on when you're walking outside and what happens when it rains on you it first touches your your head so including god in the area of your thoughts is very important asking god god am i having a clean thoughts is my thoughts being sanctified that's why god gives the row if you read ephesians chapter 6 he gives this beautiful armor of god and one of the armors god gives is the helmet of salvation that means god wants you not just to be saved in the heart and have a mental torture but god wants to come and dwell here so that your mind is renewed every day romans 12 says your mind is renewed that will be a transformist not conformist many christians are good christians but they are not 
kingdom christians what do i mean by that they are good christians means they got the big picture but they never allowed god in their mind in every area of their lives to be transformed and this is what happens when the rain comes it touches your your head it it falls on your head you need to cover yourself and that's why we always tell don't be a drifter we tell them don't be a drifter don't just go one church one sunday another church another sunday another church sit in the couch watch something be plugged in and i'm so glad for papa's house family we are not a big family but over here i'm so glad you are plugged in and even the ones that were just newly joined in i want to encourage you consider plugging in that's why we have life groups that's why we connect with people that's why we have elders who can walk and share words with you of encouragement why because you need a covering without a covering you will get lost these children of israel they should have asked god and say god what's this gibeonite story they didn't fail to acknowledge it what happened they had no covering they just went and did whatever they want to do and today many christians they are very good christians come to church on sunday they are spirit filled they even speak in tongues they give offering they are committed but then they go on to stupid stuff why because they fail to acknowledge god in the area of their mind amen and look at the second one the floods came floods came what is a flood flood if you i mean i've never experienced flood physically personally but i have seen tons of flood video clips on the on the tv on the internet and i have seen it's so crazy to even think about it the floods actually displaces everything and i have seen once uh, there was a flooding in australia and the, the old lady was showing her home her microwave oven is actually in the bedroom it just took everything out you know and it's placed the fridge is in the living room it's all messed up completely and that's what happens the flood the flood what it does it shakes your foundation and my friends i want to tell you this the children of israel could have easily avoided this mess with the gibeonites what happened was they forgot to ask him in the details they just went with whatever they want to know and then they have to pay the consequences of course god came to fix that later but the floods shake your foundations what is a foundation what do you believe what do you believe today they want to take out the word god you know jesus statue from america today they just wanted to take out the foundations one guy wants to in oklahoma wants to remove the 10 commandments statue and to replace it with the 10 commandments from the satan bible you know they also have a satan bible or they say you put it next to it it's so crazy isn't it so we come to this point where we we just don't want to even talk about it you know we just don't want to even uh, think about what are the foundations what foundations who god is you know the marriage today is defined by the court hello marriage shouldn't be defined by the court marriage is designed and defined by god and it is between a man and a woman and i i, I know i i It, it may sound very cheesy but god did not make adam and steve it god made adam and eve and i know this statement it's going to make you feel nuts you are thinking man you are being insensitive let me tell you this and you may some of you may even think like how come there are christians 
in the Christian church who are practicing that kind of lifestyle. Let me tell you, Christianity gives some kind of allowance for those people to come. But I'm not belonging to a Christianity. I belong to a kingdom. In my kingdom, the king set a rule. And the king said, in this kingdom, there shall be man, there shall be woman, and they too shall become one. I call that as a family. Amen. 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 And you need to understand this. So you can't just look at a religion. Religion always makes an exceptional. You know what the religious people judged 50 years ago when you had radio in your home? They thought... Antichrist came in and after radio went TV came in Antichrist came in after TV internet came and today not only internet on the desktop now it became laptop now it's not even laptop now it's your smartphone now it's in your watches now internet so this is what religion will always tolerate something until it can be embraced it something new comes now they will they will take that as a demon this is what religion spirit does but in the kingdom it's different you know the same people who are now fighting for no abortion in 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 certain, certain countries they were the one fighting for no divorces but now look at churches are full of divorce and what i'm saying is this do not follow the patterns of the world follow what the kingdom of god wants us to believe amen amen and this is this is what happens the floods shakes the foundations the rain messes up your mind and that's why you need the helmet of salvation the flood shakes your foundation that's why you need to make sure that you are rooted in christ let me tell you all the fluffy teachings god bless you god cares for you god loves you god wants to promote you god wants to heal you god wants to give you this all this if you just listen to that kind of thing and then challenges comes you you feel like man where is god you know what where is god god is not just in the good times god is also in the challenging times that's why david prophesied he says though i walk through the valley of shadow of death i fear no evil because you are with me and your rod and your staff comfort me behold you anointed my head with oil my cup runs over here goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and i shall dwell in the house of the lord forever you know why david said this because he was there in the valley he knew that that it's not just during the good times it's during the bad times it's during the most painful times even his close buddy jonathan who had this deceitful thought that he can even actually trick him to get killed so that he can be the king or if david kills a saul he could be number 2 and in the midst of all those things david could say you know what your goodness and mercy shall follow me though i walk through the valley of shadow of death your rod and your staff comfort me what is the rod and the staff that's rooted in the word that's been plugged that's why you as a foundation you where is your foundation is is your foundation is based on the opinion is your foundation is based on the facts or is your foundation based on the truth come on church Amen the number third thing and this is where we're going to wrap it up number third is like a house that is built upon the rock when the rain descended the floods came and the winds blew you know what are the winds winds when you are in a hall and you have windows all over and if the wind blows the first sign the wind will tell you all your window panels started shaking and you will know the wind it's very windy you know and all your curtains gonna go really wild and that's actually the wind blows and what it talks about the wind 
talks about your relationships the rain talks about your mind seeking god in every area of your mind and the floods talk about the foundation that you are rooted in christ that you don't go with the feelings of the people the opinions of the people the facts of the people and the wind talk about the relationships and the relationships either it makes you or breaks you that's why it's important that you choose to hang out with the right relationship and i have said this we talk about in the school of the holy spirit even among the staff we talk about you know you need to draw the circle and every time you you inside the first circle it's you and god not you and wife it's you and god the second circle is you and your wife the third circle is you and your wife and the kids the fourth circle is you and then the wife and the kids and then your parents and your in-laws you know you can put them in another circle also i'm just kidding but but and another circle is your friends that's your you know the ones that confidants then other circle are your acquaintances that somebody you meet them in the bus and you say hello or in the auto share auto and the last one is the one you can keep them in the osama bin laden or somebody <laughs> you know many people put that guy inside that minor circle and there is a big explosion and that's why it's important that you choose to put jesus and you in the inner circle not even wife and kids not even your friends not even your ministry not even your career can be in that circle why because that's where it's it says here when the relationship if your relationship you know this is one test the bible says glory to god in the highest and peace and goodwill towards all men that's actually the cross glory to god in the highest peace and goodwill towards all men you know your vertical relationships is actually gonna how deep you are going in the vertical relationship actually gonna tell how you well do in your horizontal relationships amen and i want to challenge you how you keep your relationships is there any uh, bitterness is there any uh, you know sometimes you feel like uh you 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 feel like man i cannot tolerate this person i cannot you know embrace this person this person you know sometimes you look at some person you suddenly some churning goes around you know this is not the time to turn around and look at your wife but i'm just saying you know this sometimes you feel like man and suddenly you feel like man you know one pastor told me adam was the most luckiest person on the planet earth and i'm like why brother why pastor and he said don't you know this is very biblical i said what do you mean he is so luckiest and uh, he said because he never had a mother in law <laughs> you know and that's the churning and some of you 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 are like when you hear the news mother in law father in law and your brother in law you know and you feel like oh man that's what even in the bible noah had f- for six months he had a family reunion the first thing he did when he got out of god out of the ark he planted vineyard got drunk i understand more could be from you know tamilian i guess tasmak he was looking for i don't know it's crazy the challenge is this work on your relationships it's tough it's not about you being right it's you are doing the right thing amen it's not about you being the right or you doing the right thing and doing the right thing is always more complicated and tough but god gives grace that's why you seek him in the details that's why you ask the holy spirit for discernment so that he can give you the grace and look at this how it ends it was and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock but anyone who hears the sayings of mine 
and does not do them does not do them will be like a foolish man <laughs> who built his house on the sand sand and the rain descended, descended. the floods came mm -hmm. and the winds blew mm -hmm. and beat on that house mm -hmm. and it fell and the great was its fall okay now god gives two comparison rock and sand what is sand sand is sand or tiny little particles that was washed by the big rock that's sand okay so rock Christ, he never changes. Sand are like facts, opinions of many people. And imagine you try to put your your faith on the opinions and <laughs> on the on the facts of people. It's impossible. It is impossible. And that you can have a victorious life. That's what I want to encourage you. Don't be like Joshua, who went to Gibeonites. And he saw the human compassion towards them. And he gave yes. And then there was a consequence. Don't be like that. We don't need to go through those. You know, sometimes we ask God, why I have to go through this, such a uh, strange uh, conversation with this person or this relationship? Why? Because we fail to ask God in details. My prayer for you today. I'm going to wrap it up. My prayer for you today, that you will ask God in details. That you will say, God, I want you to fill my mind with your thoughts. I want you to come and establish my foundation. That I am rooted and grounded in Christ. Let me not just waver on the opinions of people. Let me just be rooted in Christ so that I know what God is true to me. Amen? Amen. And the last but not the least, I am just like you restored me. And this is one of the prayers of Jesus. You know, this guy from Sri Lanka, he was doing this Zoom call with me and brother Sunil. And he was telling that this, it's not the Lord's prayer, it's the great prayer. And he was talking about the relationships. As God forgives us, we have to forgive others. If you look at this chapter and the prayer, all of them is very single command. But except this, forgiveness is directly linked to you. God's forgiveness and your forgiveness. I want to challenge you guys. How is your relationship? Maybe after this meeting, maybe text someone that you've never had a relationship with or you have a very uh, marred relationship. Say to them, hey, how are you? I just wanted to say hi. I just want to say I'm sorry. There is two ways to go about it. The first way is to prove you are right and they are wrong. The second way is to humble yourself and say, I was wrong. That's it. And it makes things very easier. And God wants to restore us. And this is what it happens when the rain blow, rains came, floods came, and also the winds. This house was not shaken, but it was standing on the rock. God wants to be rooted in Christ, that you will be an example that you will be, yeah, not just somebody looks at you and say, well, he's got it all. No, no, no. It's like, wow, this person, this family goes through so many challenges. Yet, their unspeakable joy, their attitude, their lifestyle, their, their contagious spirit of joy. It's so amazing. I want to be like that. My prayer is that for you. Amen.